Welcome back to the Gathering Podcast. I'm Travis. And I'm your better host, Will. Uh, you tried that one before, but it didn't work out too well. I know it didn't. <laughs> Third time's uh, charm. Yeah, so it's been a while, but that's all right. Uh, Will and I have kind of been <clears throat> um, adjusting to some new uh, responsibilities, I guess I would say, right? Like just a bunch of different things heading at us and uh, trying to juggle and see which... Um, yeah, what, what way best we can keep the most balls in the air at the same time, right? Is that, is that something about Responsibilities, right? new schedules, and I'd like to think we maybe have it under control a little bit since <laughs> I don't know when the last time, two months ago is the last time we put out a podcast, um, but over the last like six months, it's only been like two podcasts. Yeah, yeah. The, the good thing is, is that the quality of our podcasts are that... Are, are so that, um, you know, we have the ability to put out one podcast over two months and you can listen to it over and over yes. again and just keep chewing on it and keep bringing. There's so much depth. <laughs> yes, I agree. Oh, boy. <laughs> well, today there, there may be, maybe there will be. Um, today we're diving into a word study and it's kind of what uh, this year is going to look like. Yeah, so the whole year we're planning on just <laughs> digging into a couple different uh, um, words or phrases. I guess this would be considered almost a phrase. Well, it's one word in the Greek, so I'm going to okay. call it a word study. Sure. That'll work. <laughs> but it's but I only looked through the New Testament for this specific one. Um, okay. Because I looked at a Greek word. And the Septuagint, which is the... Greek translation of the Old Testament um, had used it a few times, but I kind of wanted to stay just within the New Testament. Sure. And you'll know why in a minute here. But <laughs> um, yeah, so we're going to have some topics, maybe like father or money or authority or yeah something. And we're kind of look at, well, what does this word mean? What are all the uses of it in scripture? Because what it means in this book, in the Old Testament, might not be how we're supposed to translate it in a New Testament book. Sure. So, shocker, um, language uh, changes and evolves and grows um, in just about every culture. Uh, You can, you know, even you can look at things in recent history throughout um, just your local region. Uh, For us, you know, Midwest America, you can see the different uses of certain words and how they can sometimes uh, mean completely different things. Uh, Certainly. And it was, honestly, it was not much different. Um, Probably a slower progression, I would assume. Um, But it was not much different back in um, the the days of the Hebrew and Greek language uh, of the time. And so, you know, even even thinking, I, I was looking at something the other day about the... Anglo-Saxons and how they, um, when they, when they kind of took over the, what we now see as the UK area today and bringing their Germanic language, which didn't even exist in the time of Jesus. Right. Uh, and then, so, so that new language turned into another new language and, uh, that new language is completely different to how sure we use English today. Right. So, um, it's, uh, yeah, it, yeah. It, it's it's there's a constant change. I know some people uh, 
want to revoke that change, but it's just a it's just a process in the way it's been since the beginning, right? Since since yeah, since God first confused the languages. <laughs> Another cool thing, a, a tidbit that I uh, found while studying this, and so like I mentioned, the Septuagint is the Greek translation of the Old Testament, um, which is really nice because we know what many or most Greek words mean. It's pretty easy to, to find out what was the exact meaning. And there's a lot of Hebrew words that we don't know. It's a lost language. We really, sure. there's, it's hard to translate certain things. However, the Greek translations of the Old Testament are, there's many manuscripts still around today, and they're older than the Dead Sea Scrolls. So, really? so really? this is like your, your, your 50 AD or earlier transcriptions of the Old Testament. Oh, nice. And it okay. can really get us an idea like, well, what did, this, what did this mean in the Hebrew? How would the early Christians have understood this and sure. translated it? Sure. And it can actually, it can give us a whole lot better understanding of Old Testament verses. Yeah, yeah. So tidbit there, if you want to learn a language, learn Greek. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, okay. Jumping into today, though, um, the, the phrase would be one another. Um so maybe you've heard the phrases uh, in Scripture to love one another, live in harmony with one another, serve one another, greet one another, or encourage one another. And, and what all of these have in common are they are commands or um, instructions given to God's church, to your brothers and sisters in the faith, um, to our family is what I'm going to call it, our body, our family of believers. And so scripture has a lot to say, specifically the New Testament has a lot to say of how we should be relating and treating each other in the church as you know people in the same family. And so I did a, a word study. Um, I used our software that uh, I won't mention the name because the last time they didn't give us any kickbacks. Nope. So no nope, point no in kickback. mentioning it again. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, you know, you, you, the phrase one another um, in English, obviously, is two words. It's one another. But in Greek, it is only one word that's translated. And it's, what is it? Alelon or something like that. Alelon. <laughs> all alone. All alone is what it sounds like. <laughs> but it's the opposite of all alone. It means that we are together. It's a family. Um, so alelon uh, is one Greek word. And when we when we actually do a study of this, um, this word, alelon, meaning one another, is used 100 times over 94 different verses in the New Testament. Okay, so, so and over half of those, um, the way I counted it out and read through them, um, 51 of those were actual commands or instructions given to the church and, and how we should relate to one another. Okay. The rest of those were kind of like just used like, so they were talking to one another. I mean, that's not a command or an instruction, but that was one use of it. But at least 51 of them, the way I counted, are things that we can take as commands and instructions on how you and I should be relating to one another in the same body at the same church. Okay. And one of of the things I think that it's important to... um, to dig into these types of things is these types of phrases or instructions is, you know, you might have a 
great family dynamic, great family relationship. Um, and you might have a way in which you deal with um, problems in relationships or a way in which you deal with uh, grief in relationships or um, a way that you express love or humility. Um, but that does not, that does not necessarily mean that you are um, doing that in a way that we are instructed to biblically. Sure. Like it might work for you and your family, but that doesn't necessarily mean that it's uh, the way we should be doing things. And so that that would be more like of taking um, your understanding of something and applying it to the Bible instead of looking at the Bible and extracting um a proper understanding out of it, right? Eisegesis so, versus exegesis. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, like uh, this morning in Sunday school, we uh, did a simple survey of Titus, and in one of the things that um, Titus had to, or Paul was telling Titus to inform the uh, people of the island of Crete was that they were uh, viewing God essentially how they've viewed other Greek gods sure. like Zeus, right? And Zeus was known to uh, seduce women and sleep with them and lie and lie to get his way and everything. And so um, going into, stepping into a Christianity or a Christian church with that thought process, that mindset, um, bringing their... Um, their idea of how to handle situations into the Christian church was very damaging to the different churches locally there. Um, and so there were instructions on how to, how to manage things and, and what it, what it meant to um, serve the God of uh, you know, the Hebrew God. Right. Um, so I think it's really good that we do this because, you know, we can be doing something that works, but it doesn't necessarily mean it's how God wants us to do something, if that makes any sense. Well, certainly. And, and what we're going to look at is all the verses that talk about how we should be from Scripture relating to one another from Matthew um, to Revelation. And so Great. and so, <clears throat> not necessarily in order because they're categorized, but um, for all of those people out there who just like facts that you'll never use anywhere else, mm, here's, a, is, here's a couple of thing. facts yep. for you. Um, so out of the... F- 100 times uh, the word alelon is used. 51 of them are commands or instructions to the church. And Paul wrote about 57% of those commands. Um, Jesus spoke 14% of those commands. And then the other 29% are um, maybe James wrote it or Peter wrote it or or just kind of all over the place. All the quote-unquote other guys. Other guys, <laughs> yes. Um, so of the 14% Jesus wrote, so which is seven of the 51 commands, here is the order of, of uh, most to least that Jesus talked about. So four of his commands of how we should relate to one another were in love, how we should be loving one another. Two of them were stressing the importance of that we should be in unity, in harmony together. And the last one is he talked about how we should be um, humble and, and serving one another. I'm looking at your notes here. You're, like, you're looking at the next Don't point. say it. <laughs> don't say it. 
<clears throat> Why don't you want me to say that? Well, <laughs> I'm thinking of the song, and I'm like, yeah, that's gross. Well, right. So, this, so, so for all those worship, uh, <laughs> here, here's another one for you. For all of those worship leaders out there who um, maybe use the Crowder song that says sloppy wet kiss or unforeseen kiss, um, there are four one another commands about kissing but nowhere does it talk about them being sloppy or wet or unforeseen. So, so stop using those terms. <laughs> it's not in scripture. So, so there's that. Um, and then uh, another tidbit here, there, there's just one other that we'll get to. Um, Colossians 3.16 is kind of a bonus. Um, it definitely has the command telling us to do something for one another, but it just uses a different word. It's not alelon. It's a different word. Okay. Um, I'm not even sure how I found it to be honest, because I did a word study on one <laughs> on one word, uh, but somehow I came across that. So, out of all these 51 instructions of how you should be relating to your family in the church, um, I broke them down into three main categories. Um, there's a, many of them that talk about love, many that talk about unity. And then many that talk about humility. So love, unity, and humility. And then there's kind of like 12, 10 to 12 that are, um, th- th- it's just one here, one there. Um, it's not mentioned anywhere else. Um, so we'll, we'll jump into those. So <clears throat> you want to take the the first ones about love or we'll go back and forth maybe? Yeah, sure. Um, <clears throat> so the one third of these commands instructed Christians to love one another. Um we see love one another in, let's, where are we here? Uh, John 13, 34. A new commandment I give you that you love one another just as I loved you. You also are to love one another. Um, so just that simple comparison. But interesting, This so this is Jesus talking because it's red words, see? Um, so <laughs> so nice, they, nice they can't see that, but nice you touch, can. Nice yeah. Yeah. Uh, but to think that we have a command, this is from Jesus, like telling us, I'm supposed to love my brothers and sisters in the church the same way Christ has loved me. Like, if you get that right, mm. all these other one another's are going to fall right into place. Like, you don't even need sure. them yeah. if you're following right. this command. Yeah. Uh, now, now, we could certainly do a whole nother, maybe it's a topic, love. What is love? <laughs> what does it mean to love? Um, but if we love one another as Christ, which means, you know, sacrificially, without quite, like, he laid everything down. If we were to lay everything down, put every somebody else above us in every way, um, I mean, that, that's marriage, first of all, but it it's what Jesus has done for us. You know, and, and I think sometimes, um, and I'm going to say this in as recognizing it in my own life. And I'm, I'm assuming that so many people do it and maybe don't recognize it. Um, because it's really hard to, <clears throat> it's really hard sometimes to see certain, uh, certain faults in ourselves when we're enjoying where we're at. Right. Um, but I would say for sure, there are a select number of people in the body of Christ that I am loving as Christ loved the church, a select number of people. Right. Sure. But there's nothing that says, you know, um, uh, to love the ones that, uh, Mm. you know, that 
you get along with the best or to love the ones, that, right? This is just a general one another. Certainly, because John fifteen twelve, another command from Jesus says, this is my commandment. So this is a commandment sure. from Jesus to the church that you love one another as I loved you. Well, well, well when did Jesus love us? Not when we were at our right, best. Right, yeah. While we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Like, yeah. So, it, so think about the people in the church that maybe are your least favorite. Yeah. Guess what? Well, those and, are the ones you're supposed to be loving. And I'm I'm gonna botch uh, I'm gonna botch the the verse here. Um, but what's the scripture that talks about um, even the even the Gentile uh, loves loves the un, or loves those who love them back or something or uh, is it the they would die for somebody who yeah 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 something yeah. something along those lines and so um who would die for a a good man or, or right something. yeah yeah like anybody's gonna do that yeah. but well maybe not anybody but you know what i mean <laughs> fair enough um and uh but jumping back into john 13 uh, verse 35 is by this all people will know that you are my disciples if you have love for one another so it's it's not it's not even just a um, okay, this is a commandment for us, but it's a commandment so that we can reflect who we are. And right. uh, and gosh, man, are we guilty as a church of not being the type of people that are attractive, I guess, in the sight of, uh, as far as our lives and our attitudes, being attractive in the sight of... Um, unbelievers like i can't tell you how many times i've heard unbelievers you know point out a church and uh i can think of a couple right now that that they would just say you know i if that's christianity i don't want any yeah. part of it you know what i mean and and so many times um i pointed this out just with paul's teachings in so many uh of his letters that there's a strategy to um people knowing something's different because of how you act and people having a desire to want to be more like that, you know, and this is just a prime example. People are going to know that you're, you're disciples of Christ if you love one another. Yeah. Um, so, so there are, out of all the one another commands in the New Testament, um, the most are devoted um, I didn't even count how many, maybe 10 or 12 here, the most are devoted to the command that we should love one another. Um, and so, so the next one for un, under the love category though, um, not only just love one another, but in, in what ways um, number two says to, to tolerate one another yeah. in love. So Ephesians four, two says with all humility and gentleness with patience, mm. uh, bearing with one another in love. So, so there's a way that we are supposed to bear with each other with one another, tolerate one another um, with patience. Well, how many times? And gentleness. I, how many times was I supposed to have patience? Uh, seven yeah. times. Seven times. <laughs> seven. <laughs> exactly. So, so we're supposed to love one another, and we're supposed to tolerate one another. Yeah. In love. So, so why are we tolerating? Because we're supposed to love them. Like that's part of love, right? People get on our nerves. Yeah, um, and this is not even in the church. Yeah, and this this is not like. You're not tolerating someone's sin, right? Right. You're you're tolerating uh, someone's um, 
maybe uh, obnoxiousness, I guess you could say it like that, like, or, or, or maybe personalities that just, cause let's, let's face it. We don't, you don't have a personality that gets along with everybody, sure. right? I mean, I have a fantastic personality and there's still a number of, <laughs> our right. sarcasm I couldn't goes even well together. Yes. There's, there's still, <laughs> you know, quite a few people that I just rubbed the wrong way. Right. And, um, so that is, that's the bearing, uh, bearing with one another in love. Right. But this is not, this is not necessarily, uh, a tolerating of sin. Right. If that makes sense. Like it's not a, it's not a accepting, okay, you live in sin, but we're going to tolerate it anyway. You know, it's not like that. Um, but it could be a, a tolerating and patience as with sanctification as this person sure, growing yeah. and learning how to be more Christ-like and learning how to put those things aside. Yeah, because it's we a can't process. we can't come to someone and go and, and expect them to change overnight. Right. I mean, it only only God can change them, and we need to be patient and loving them along the way. Right. Um, the, the third one here. This is a good one. Uh, <laughs> says greet one another with the kiss of love. Now, don't ever walk up to me and hug me and give me a kiss. <laughs> uh, this is a cultural thing, uh, not accepted in Gladwin, Michigan. Sure. and But it, cultural in the sense of the greeting was real. Yeah. No, like, it doesn't have to be affectionate as far as like physical like that, but it was sincere. We're greeting one another. We're saying so, hi at the door. So, we're asking how they're doing, and we mean it. So you're saying... That I'm not supposed to like follow this and like walk up to your wife and be like, yo, Chels, and then just lay a big wet one on her. I'm not supposed to do that. You are not supposed to. Okay. Do that. <laughs> <laughs> I was just trying to be clear. No. So I spent some it time. Said, it says the kiss of love. So I think it's symbolic. It's not an actual kiss. It's, it's greeting them in love. Sure. Sure. So I spent some time overseas and that was the, even a, even a year spent um, pretty intimately with, um, some Iraqi people uh, on a day-to-day basis, it was extremely difficult. Because they still did this. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So like, there's like, I'm accepting this culture and the guy wants to have a conversation. So we hold hands and walk and, you know, come, you know, Hey, how's it going? And you come up and you kiss each other on the cheeks and stuff. And, and I'm doing this out of, um, you know, wanting to express to them, that I care and You're I'm willing tolerating to, out of love. Yes, exactly. That's exactly <laughs> what it is. But it was still so awkward. I mean, I came easier with it, but it's still not something that I could adopt into my day-to-day culture. Which uh, just shows yeah, so just weird. shows how far it, it, not in all ways, but in, in some ways, how far we are removed as Westerners from oh, sure. the biblical culture. Sure. Yeah. And what it if we could like misreading scripture with Western eyes, like there's so much we miss because we don't know that culture. We're right. not immersed in that right. culture. Yep. So those uh, those three ways are basically, you know, most of them are tied up in the love one another, but those are the one another commands um, relating to specifically to to love to love. Yeah. Uh, now, what about what about unity? Yeah, I don't think there's any talking about unity. <laughs> except another one third of the commands. So a one, the other two, you know, one third of the commands um, deals with how, how the church should be getting along um, with one another. Um, so I'll read the first one here. It says, um, be at peace with one another. So we see this in Mark uh, 9.50. It says, salt is good, 
But if the salt has lost its saltiness, how will you make it salty again? Have salt in yourselves and be at peace with one another. And in Romans 14, 19, it says, So then let us pursue what makes for peace and for mutual upbuilding. So the upbuilding is the word that the mutual upbuilding is what's translated as the alelon um, for one another. So pursue what makes peace amongst us, basically. Gotcha. So so what does that look like? What does it mean to be at peace? Well, sometimes I think specifically, so Paul mentions, you know, be all things to all people. I have preferences, expectations um, that other people don't have that, and it's okay. Like it, what? It, well, well, <laughs> not on, not on there. <laughs> but it's, it's okay. Like we can still be at peace and have different opinions. Sure. We can be at peace and still, um, in love and in Christ, um, go after the same thing. Now, now, I think Mark nine fifty was actually a command from Jesus, him telling us to I, be at peace with one. Another. I do see the red letters. That Thank you. you. I'll share these notes for everybody so you can (laughs) see the red letters as well. Now this, I mean, this could just spark another. So what is peace? What is love? What is peace? You know, what what does it mean to be at peace? What is this? And we can go into a whole. So another study. Yeah. But even like, uh, even in Romans, uh, Romans 15, it says, may the God of endurance, which I think is great and encouragement, grant you to live in such harmony with one another in accordance with Christ Jesus. So I think there's uh like Paul understood, it's going to take, it's going to take the God of endurance, right? Our, our God has uh, the ability to uh, grant us um, encouragement while we endure being living in harmony because it's not going to be easy, <laughs> yeah. right? Like that's what I see that expression being. It's it's like this is not going to be easy, but don't worry because uh you just got to turn to God and and ask for that uh that endurance during those times. Right. So so Romans 12:16 back it up just a little bit says live in harmony with one another. Do not be haughty, but associate with the lowly. Never be wise in your own sight. So the unity aspect of, so we're supposed to be at peace with one another, but we're supposed to live in harmony and have the same mind um, um, with one another. Now, what, I, is, what, do you, what does that mean to have the same mind? So there's a whole other study, right? <laughs> because I, okay. I think, so, so two. Does it mean we should all have the same size. political right. persuasion? So, so one or? could be in everything we, we have the same mind, which I don't believe scripture is saying. Um, not necessarily bad um, if you bring it only to to scripture and be- like we should have the same unity and same mind and beliefs about what scripture says. Will we? Sure. No, we won't. We're going to have little differences, the different opinion, different traditions, different upbringings that are going to influence how we believe. But scripture is scripture, right? Like, and and so. I do think there is benefit to iron sharpening iron, to us having a different view on something, yeah. talking through it, walking through it. And if we can have that debate in love and in unity and in peace, we're both going to come out you know, understanding it my way. And so, <laughs> or your way. Right, or right. your way. 
but but we're supposed to live in harmony um, with one another. That's the unity. Um, number two there shows do not grumble um, with one another among. So Jesus answered them. Um, this is John six forty three. He says, "Do not grumble amongst yourselves. Don't don't complain. Don't oh woe is me. You know like." <laughs> We, we should be doing things for each other. We should be doing life with each other without complaining about it. We should want to be with each other, um, which goes into the next one, point four. It says uh, that we should welcome and accept one another. Romans fifteen seven says, Therefore, welcome one another as Christ has welcomed you for the glory of God. So why should, first of all, why should we welcome each other? Why should we have unity amongst each other? Because it's glorifying to God. Mm-hmm. It is for God's glory that we're not going to fight and bicker and, as family. Um, and like you mentioned up in Romans 15, it's only through God's endurance and encouragement that we're able to. Sure. <laughs> it's sure. through God's strength, not our own. Uh, but we are supposed to welcome one another Um as Christ has welcomed us, which means he took you with all the good and the ugly. And so I know there's someone that can come to mind right now where you're going, oh, they got a lot of ugly. <laughs> and I might talk to them a little bit here and there, but I'm not going to befriend them. I'm not going to bring them into my inner circle. I'm not going to bring sure. them into my family. And Christ is saying, you should be. Yeah. Uh, and And that's tough. Oh, I mean, I'm convicted. Oh, <laughs> like, yeah. Like th- these Absolutely. Are, I mean, <laughs> there's... I don't see wiggle room in this verse. Yeah, and, and it's tough because, right, you want... We all want to create that safe space, right? And so to have that safe space, there's requirements that we put on people that we invite into that space. And if someone doesn't meet that requirement then it's like now you're caught because okay that person does not meet the requirement for you to bring them into your safe space in order to whatever it might be share a struggle that you're having or whatever that you kind of you know maybe somebody's known for uh talking a little bit more than they should to mm-hmm. more people than they should or whatever, you know? And, uh, you saying gossiping? Yeah. That's the okay, one I'm okay. going for. And, and so like you want to bring this person in and love them, but not that close. Cause like, I don't want to, I don't want to start bringing up the problems My I'm having. Laundry, yeah, yeah, exactly. Because it might not just stay between us. You know what I'm saying? And, so I'm definitely convicted because that's that's a tough one. How do you do that? How do you build um, a life that is free in bringing in everyone and yet still, I don't know, man, that's yeah, tough. With, with all of our differences, um, I think the most important thing is to remember why we're doing it, and, and it's for the glory of God. Sure why am I going to put myself in a situation that could potentially uh, turn out not so well for me? I'm doing it for him. Sure. So it, it, essentially it's a pouring out as opposed to, right. you know, um, if we want to mimic Jesus, we want to be broken and spilled out just like, uh, you know, the, the oil. Right. <laughs> right. Yeah. And, and um, 
so when when we're thinking about well i don't want to bring that person in because um i can't really trust them with the things i want to talk about that's kind of a <laughs> selfish right like that's yeah. that's not that's not spilling out to everyone else that's a that's a well i want to use this oil for myself right and how do i use this oil for myself if they're going to take some and what <laughs> you know um certainly so yeah. so we should be welcoming one another like Christ welcomed us. Uh, the next one on the list is we should wait for one another. So th- there's one occasion in the New Testament where it says uh, that we should be waiting for one another. I mean, there were some other ones that talked about being patient. Uh, but the being the waiting for one another in 1 Corinthians, it's specifically talking in reference to communion, to when, when we sit down to take communion, to remember um, what Jesus has done for us, to eat and drink. It's saying, don't start too soon. Like let your let the body get there. Let everyone get there. I mean, in in that case, they're tra- probably maybe they're traveling. Like sure. Don't start too soon. We want to do this together. Sure. We're all in this together. Um, so just so apply I, I think that however you want. I but. think that's a I think that's a big cultural difference there. You know when we uh, when we went through the book, um, I think it they might have had the same story in both uh, misreading scripture with Western eyes and. Uh, individualistic eyes or individualized. Yeah. Um, but it was the missionary who had asked, okay, well, when does, when does church start? Uh, well, uh, it was like some mid middle of the day or something like that, whatever. And uh, so like people started showing up at what, like 10 o'clock in the morning or nine thirty in the morning. And they didn't, like they didn't start until the last person showed up, which was like noon. Right. So there was like several hours of just people getting together and they were all waiting. And I think that's, that's a big cultural thing that, I mean, that's, it's it's tough for me because I'm really on the uh, like timeline thing, right? Like respect people's timelines. Right. And uh, that's probably just from a military experience. You know, you've got, you got to make your SP so that you can, not interfere with everybody else's SPs and so that you can get to where you got to get and hit your, so I I guess my question is, so should we, should we be waiting until nobody else is pulling in the parking lot before we start service? (laughs) Well, well, I think sometimes that we'd find out like, Oh, so-and-so never even was going to come because they're on vacation. (laughs) Exactly. Right. And we didn't know that. Six hours we sat here. (laughs) Yeah. But, but there's a, but there's been a few times like in prayer meeting, like, Oh sure. Yeah. We want to start at the six 30, but all of a sudden, you see headlights coming. Yeah. Well, we'll wait. We'll we'll give them a second. You yeah, know? Uh, we'll we'll try to be patient. But uh, but, but I they, think, we still give them grief when they come in late. You know. But I think uh, that that verse in Galatians, um, don't bite, devour, or consume. Um. Uh, is that what I'm? Is that what I'm looking at? Yeah, yeah that's that's the yeah next yeah. One yeah. Galatians five. Um, if I can pull it up here, five fifteen. But if you bite, devour one another, watch out that you are not consumed by one another. Um, and that's just like if we're if we're um, jumping in and taking bites out of people because they're not um, living up to the standards that we're, you know, like oh you're five minutes late, blah 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 blah. Mm-hmm. Um, well, I guarantee there's ways in which we do not measure up 
to certain standards that they hold, right? Sure. And so then you're just going to end up devouring one another in um, in that way, right? Right. So the, the command there is for us to not be consumed by one another. And that's the result of, of us fighting, right. basically. Um, so he's saying don't fight. <laughs> like you're going to waste your energy. You're going to make it about yourselves. And it's not about you. Yeah. It's it's about the other person, and it's about God, and and so yeah, don't bite, devour, or consume one another. Um, another one, don't challenge or envy one another. So Galatians two twenty six um, says, "Let us not become conceited, provoking one another, envying one another." Uh, so these are so, these are some um, maybe negative things. So it's don't do this, don't do this. The other ones are all do this sure uh, but just as important that we should not be envying one another we should not be jealous and and, and so the, well so the word jealous and envy i think did we do a i think we did a yeah, podcast we did, yep, on this yep we did uh so go check that one out it's podcast number <laughs> i have no idea <laughs> but uh but we did this so so envy is like the oh he had this and it's not just oh he had this i want it it's he has this and because he has it and i don't I don't want him to have it either. Right. It's like robbing someone of a blessing. And so stop it. Like there are, there are people in your body, in your church who are doing well. There are people who are being blessed by God and you've been there. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And not, not you, I'm just saying we've all been right. blessed. Yeah. By God, no, but, no. I, but just because someone's being blessed by God, we should be rejoicing with them. Right. Not yeah, envying that, them. Yeah. That's uh Honestly, that's one that I've, I've, I, I don't feel like I've struggled with. Like I'm usually, I will get like, I guess maybe, I don't know. That's a tough one. I, I, I caution to say that I don't struggle with that, but, um, I, I love seeing people succeed or be blessed or whatever. Like it does me good to see that for people. Um, so, but I, I'm sure if I, I, I'm sure I, I look through that glass darkly. So I, there's probably several ways <laughs> in which I could find uh, areas in my life where I am envious. But um, yeah, that was podcast. Uh, uh, well, podcast 34 is about being angry. Uh, so I know we had one about. Oh, go back up. I thought it just said jealous right there. Why I hate the church. Oh yeah, yep. So there's one on jealousy, but I thought we had one on envy too. So that was, uh, that was podcast number twenty. I thought we had one on envy, but I don't remember. We did. So, so we got we got four more points in unity. Um, so the one another's alone uh, are commands given, and and one is in love category of love. We're supposed to love one another, um, and the other one is how we're supposed to get along with each other. Um, the last four there. It, Here's a command from Ephesians and Colossians that says for us to be kind, to be tenderhearted, and here's a hard one, to forgive one another. So Ephesians 4.32 says this, be kind to one another, tenderhearted, forgiving one another, and here's the catch, as God in Christ forgave you. Mm. So so let me ask you this, Trav. <clears throat> no, please. Has God <laughs> forgiven your worst sins? Yeah. Yeah, so that's how we are supposed so, to forgive each other. Now, each other, remember, or one another, 
are this is specifically related to those in the church. Not, and I'm not saying you, you don't you shouldn't forgive other people, not in the church, but but there's a special relationship and bond for those in the same family. Sure, and I, hmm, man, I struggle. Oh man, I, we we could get into that big time, <laughs> and I think we have in the past, but like you struggle with the idea of okay. I'm going to forgive somebody for this, that, or the other thing, but yet you hold on to reservations in the future, right? So um, this person, I've I've loaned this person my car, and they destroyed it um, by being reckless, and I've quote-unquote forgiven them, but the next time they ask to use my car, I'm kind of like, uh. So this is the whole so, forgiveness. Does forgive mean forget? Yeah, yeah, and yeah. and and, and how so. Do there's you, another word study for this year. Yeah, forgiveness. Yeah, <laughs> maybe. You know, so uh, you know the 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 alcoholic uh, mm-hmm. um, homeless man that you've given money to. You know, you you know you've asked him. Now oh, I'm going to give you some money to help out, but you have to promise me you don't spend it on alcohol. And they do. So do you? Do you forgive them and never give them money again? Or do you, like, you know what I mean? Like, so. And then that's where, like, just looking at these other ones that really we already went it. through. And, yeah. Yeah, we should forgive them. So we should forgive them for the wrong that they did. Um, but then at the same time, we're supposed to be at peace with one another. Uh, you know, like, we're supposed to be patient with one another. Like, yeah. And so so how many times do we forgive? Like, this is in scripture, right? Yeah, how many yeah, times yeah. Do I forgive my brother. Unlimited times, just like Christ forgives you. Yeah, um, and so certainly a topic we sh- we should go into Whew, in the future. But there's big things to go into there because so. I don't believe forgiveness means forgetting. Sure. Um, there, if someone does something to my kid, I can I can forgive you, but you better believe you ain't going around my kids again. Right. Like yeah. like there's a difference between tr- like trust can be lost. Yeah. And someone can still be forgiven. Sure. Um, but, but, but this is just Colossians 3.13 says it this way, uh, bearing with one another, uh, which we talked about. So, so basically we're t- intolerating one another. Um, if one has a complaint against another, forgive each other. Um, as the Lord for, has forgiven you, you also must forgive. Sure. Um, yeah. So, uh, I think, I think if, if you're okay, well, there's two more here and we will yeah. wrap up this and we'll just do a part two. <laughs> Yeah, no, to, that'll to, work. To finish these up. That'll work. Um, so, so number 10, and then I'll, you can take number 11. Uh, number 10 says, do not speak evil and do not grumble against one another. So James 4 says it this way. So this is maybe where you're getting into the um, the gossiper. It says, do sure. not speak evil against one another, brothers. The one who speaks against a brother or judges his brother speaks evil against the law and judges the law. But if you judge the law... You are not a doer of the law, but a judge. But it, so it's just don't speak evil about your family. Don't speak evil about your family. And in, in five nine it says, "Do not grumble against one another, brothers, so that you may not be judged." Behold, the judge is standing at the door. And I think there's definitely like two ways you could take that because there's an extreme to that where certainly um, where there's almost like a, a, a gang style. Um, no, this is my, this is my church family 
And even if somebody's doing some rotten stuff, I'm not going to speak evil against them because we shouldn't, you know, they're, they're fam, they're, you know, they're family in the faith and we're not going to, you know, we're not going to say anything bad or whatever. And it ends up being essentially like a, a cover up. I got, I got your back no matter what thick and thin, even if you're just being terrible, right? Almost like a gang mentality, right? It doesn't matter. And, and we see that even in the, the culture, right? Where, yeah. um, you know, people are, people are holding grudges for 500 years because, well, you did something against my family 500 years ago, you sure. know? And <clears throat> so you could take that, uh, to that extreme. Well, that's my, you, you did something, you've got a, a beef with, with my brother. And so therefore, uh, you know, now we have a beef because we're, this is my brother and we're going to, we've got that bond and, and I don't care what he did. I'm going to stand next to him. There's that side of it. But then I think you can also say, okay, we're not going to speak evil and grumble, uh, against one another. However, we are going to dialogue about things. Certainly. Right? So, so one of the ones we'll get into, uh, the next time is, that we are supposed to speak truth to one another. Yeah, yeah. And so speaking evil and speaking truth, um, I guess to, in some way can be subjective to the hearer. Sure. And how they're going to take it. Sure. Because uh, what this verse also says is uh, don't speak evil. Um, and it also says if, if you judge, you're not like, it's telling us not to judge. Um, however, John seven twenty four says, stop judging by mere appearances, but instead, and here's a command, but instead judge correctly. Right. So it's not that we shouldn't be judging one another, um, but we should make a right judgment. We, sh- we shouldn't, we should get to know what the facts. Right. Um, and yeah, call me out. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> if exactly. I'm in the wrong, like, and, and part of that jumps right into the next, uh, the next section of, you know, having fellowship with one another. Well, what is fellowship, right? Uh, in First John, First um, John chapter one, verse seven, it says, "But if we walk in the light, as He is in the light, we have fellowship with one another, and the blood of Jesus, His Son, cleanses us from all sin." So, we we have this this fellowship by um, by doing, I guess, doing life in the light with one another, right? Um, when you, <laughs> when you do life in the dark, it can get pretty, <laughs> pretty bad. A lot of stubbed toes, right? Um, <clears throat> and so, you know, when we're, when we're not, not grumbling or speaking evil, but when we're, um, but when we're communicating and holding everyone holding each other accountable to be and walk in that light. That is where real fellowship comes in. Right. You can, I mean, you can have a, a quote unquote good relationship with your neighbor. Um, and they do whatever they want that you don't agree with or whatever, but, um, you still have a quote unquote good relationship, but you don't have fellowship if you're not, um, you know, being that iron that's sharpening each other, right? Yeah. So I I just watched a trailer um, for the it's like a biography for J.R. Tolkien, 
And so in the trailer, he's trying to come up with like, are we a group of friends? Are we a, are we a club? He's like, no, we're like, we're basically, we're deeper than that. We're something deep and tangible. We're a fellowship. (laughs) And so that's where the the fellowship of the ring and and stuff came in. Uh, But it, it just has this idea that it's an unbreakable bond. It's not by blood. It's by Jesus. Yeah. And we are family and we should be doing all of these things that we have talked about with one another and loving one another and, and living in unity with one another. And we'll jump into the next two topics um, on the next show. That's it for today's episode. We thank you for listening. And if you liked what you heard, please hit that like button, share and subscribe. And we would also appreciate a good five-star review. And most importantly, if you find yourself in the Gladwin area, we'd love to have you join us. Every second Saturday of the month, we have a men's breakfast at the 963 building on North M18 at 730 in the morning. 